Welcome, welcome everyone to the newest and saddest edition of the Nova Caps podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the fine people at Nova Caps. You can find us online at novacaps.com or on one of our social media outlets, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm your host, Gabe Mead, and I'm joined once again by Scott Zweibel, Craig Lukey, and George Vasekis. All right, guys, let's start talking about this um, unfortunate Pittsburgh series. Scott, we'll start with you. What, what has not been going right in the, pa- in the uh, past three games? Well, Gabe, uh, I'm not going to really pull any punches. I don't think the Capitals have the, uh, have the will to beat Pittsburgh. I don't think they want it enough. I don't think they've been getting bodies in front of rookie goalie Matt Murray enough. I don't think they've been playing well as a team. Uh, honestly, we've got a couple components that are working, and that's great. Uh, Holpe's keeping games close. That's great. The penalty kill is keeping the Penguins off the board in that regard, and that's great. But our stars aren't coming out. Um, one goal from Ovechkin, one goal from Williams, and it was a pretty lucky goal. Not, nothing from Kuznetsov. Uh, aside from Oshie's performance in Game 1, we're just we're not getting a team performance. And the defensive miscues and the unfortunate officiating and the uh, lopsided amount of work going on is just difficult uh, to, to bear as a Caps fan. Once again, we're watching our team fall flat in the second round. George, tell me a little bit about Matt Murray. Why can't we get pucks past him? Well, I'm going to, uh, based on Scott's absolutely right, I mean, the Capitals are just not getting any bodies at the net. And that's all in part to just guys not willing to crash. At, like, Evgeny Kuznetsov looks like he does not want the puck in the series. He, he's not, just doesn't look right with his play. He's not strong on the puck. He's not firing. He's not working behind the net. And that's the main thing. It That's the main thing the Capitals are really struggling with, too, is along the boards, they're really not getting their cycle game going as good as they should. And they're just not getting pucks to the middle of the ice. And it seems like they've been a little too passive at times, and they're trying to set up the perfect play. Hey, there's no perfect plays in the playoffs, and goals are going to be scored uh, very odd. There's gonna, it's going to be very odd for goals. You've seen a bunch of the Penguins' goals during this series. They've scored a ton of odd goals that are fluky, to say the least. So the Capitals just need to generate more in the offensive zone, and they just, unfortunately, the puck luck has also not been on their side, too. Yeah, I, it's just been really, really unfortunate to watch. Kuznetsov, he's, he looks too passive, like you said, George. He's not, he's passing it off instead of skating it into the zone himself, which he's probably the best on our team at skating that puck into the zone. But he's like just passing it off to someone else or dumping it in, and that's not what you want to see from him. Um, Craig, where, why hasn't Nick Backstrom been able to get started in the series? Well, he was doing pretty good in the beginning, but it's all of our key players, like uh, Scott was saying, are just not stepping up like we've seen before. Um, do I have an answer for any of this? No, I don't. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't see the passes I've, I'm, I'm familiar to watching uh, between the players. They're not a key. When they get down there, they're not taking the shots that are right there. They're wanting to get too fancy or something like that. It's like they're just not taking advantage and attacking. This is a fast team. We said this before. Pittsburgh's very fast. 
we're going into the series with them being the hottest team in the NHL. We knew that going in. We weren't the hottest. They are. And they're just demonstrating that to us. And we're just not. And the other key is we're, we're in the penalty box way too often. So Backstrom, whether whether we have key players or not, whether it's Backstrom or Ovechkin, if we keep having to do penalty kills, we're not going. We're not going to have the chances to do the, the shots as well as we all know. It's just everything is just not there, and it's just not falling our direction, and and it's just going to add up to um, an unfortunate outcome. I think in this series, even though we have a shot, I just think a total of everything going on is just not going our way right now. Yeah, luckily our penalty kill has been. 100% almost all the way to the playoffs. Um, they've been basically the only highlight so far. Uh, let's get yeah, back too to bad that. we don't get points for that, you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> I mean, it, it just doesn't help. You know. Well, you know what it should do is once we kill off a penalty, that should give the team some life and go down and score, but we haven't seen any of that. None of that. So let's go back to that speed component. George, did you think it was a mistake putting in Weber last night over Nate Schmidt? Uh, no, I, I don't. I mean, my, Mike Weber, yes, he made the glaring, you know, he was under the microscope at the end of the game because the play he tried to make with the puck. But honestly, Mike Weber and Taylor Chorney actually looked like that they were showed a little bit of chemistry and they, they were not, um, they weren't horrible the whole night. Granted, they were sparing, they were used sparingly, but I, I just don't think, it was an error by Trotz. Uh, Nate Schmidt was struggling in this series. Dmitry Orloff also did not have a good game last night. He was very indecisive with the puck at the offensive blue line. So Barry Trotz is just he he kind of has his hands tied with Orpik being suspended. He he's trying to find the right combinations on the back end, and I've, I don't think he made the horrible move last night by by putting Mike Weber in. Mike Weber's a veteran. You know what you're going to get out of him. And he's played in these games before. So I, I, I'm perfectly fine with, with Trotz's call on this one. Scott, what are your thoughts on that? I completely concur with everything George just said. These guys are veterans. Uh, they should be able to plug and play anybody into any defensive pairing. And they should be able to find a way to win a game. I think the mistake that Orpik knew he made wasn't necessarily the turning point of the series, but the Capitals had eked out uh, a, ser- a game one win. Um, they didn't deserve it. The bounces didn't go their way, but they won that first game on Oshie's back. And then Orpik taking that awful shot to Mata's head that, that polarized the Penguins, that screwed the Capitals on the back line. And you're seeing an, an awful series from Nate Schmidt. He made multiple errors stepping up into a defensive play. He couldn't contain Haglin on that goal the other night. That was the game-winning goal. Or, Orlov has just been awful with his puck possession, with his opportunities of when he's joined the rush, with his uh, defensive prowess in between the hash marks. He... He hasn't been going after guys and containing guys. He's been playing off of his targets and just letting them skate in the offensive zone. So you can't win a playoff series with Alsner, Niskanen, and Carlson, the only people that are playing good hockey. So Mike Weber gets a moment. He plays a halfway decent game. He fouls up a a, a bouncing puck. He lets it dribble right to Hornquist. Game set and 
like Craig said, almost match. I mean, I love the Capitals. I've been doing this since 1979, but annually, every single end of April, early May, watching a best friend die a horrible death, it, it just hurts. I mean, it it's something that I think is going to resonate with our other 20,000 listeners and hundreds of thousands of Capitals fans. We see this every year. Somebody makes an awful mistake. Somebody chooses to not step up. And I'm not calling out Ovechkin's name because I think he's firing 463 pucks towards the offensive zone every game. I just think for the Caps to take that next step, they have to have all of the components like the team we saw from October through the end of January. Craig, if the Caps are going to win this series, who needs to step up? All of them. All of them need to step up. We, they got to stay out of that penalty box. How many times were they in there last time? Was it four? Four Versus five. two was, with the Penguins? It was, it was, it was five. Yeah, five. Versus, I think, the Penguins had two, correct? I didn't look at those sheet. Yeah, two. So, I mean, how many games we we keep going in the penalty box? Now, some of them... There's some embellishment involved. That's a whole nother podcast that we can talk about, okay? I'm not going to get But the fact is, we're in the penalty box too often. If we're sitting there, we're not getting, we're not doing the offensive charge. So that's keeping us from scoring. I'm just saying everybody needs to go out there. Some leader, I'm sure Vetchkin's in there trying to be the leader, as he always does, and trying to bring them back. Now, the reality of this is, what is it? Penguins, no one has beat the Penguins twice in a row since January. We know we have an uphill climb here. We're way down. It was three to one. There is still a chance, but the reality—if we want to go stats—you know, I'm not a stats guy, but reality is, it, it's not looking very well for us right now. Um, I've lived in the DC area all my life. I'm currently down in Miami right now, calling into this podcast. It, it when I, last night when that that overtime goal went in, it was like I heard the cry of a, of a million fans back in Washington. You know, down here in Miami, I hit the table in the in the in the hotel, like, and I I've said, you know what, this is it. I've even changed my prediction, Gabe. I even said, when I say six games, Caps, right? Now, knowing we have a lot of Caps fans listening, they would not like to hear what my prediction is now going to be. But I think it's more of the reality. Now, I want this team to step up, get their act together, stay out of that penalty box, and start, you know, charging them and take advantage of, of the Penguins. There are holes in there. We're just not going. We're not doing quality shots on Murray. Murray's doing a great job, but we're not lifting it up like like uh, George was saying. We we can we can do this. They just I just don't know if we can do it three times in a row. And I think another key with this series too. And I said said this going into the series, the Capitals' power play has been an embarrassment, and it's been a and it's been a downfall for them. How does the Capitals? It's just amazing to me. They they had the top, you know, top five power play in the NHL all regular season. You know, they were up in those ranks all year with the power play. Now all of a sudden, power plays power plays gone. What one for twelve or something to that effect in the series? Mm-hmm. The one, that, the that, one that, goal was just a fluky. Yeah, it, it was an awful it's, fluky goal too. Yeah, and that's just one for twelve is unacceptable by my standards. And who knows? Maybe you know if they get one. In game, uh, if game three, if they get a power play goal in that game, who knows at that point if they end up losing the game? They're just not t- taking advantage on the power play, and it was and the power play has been a bread and butter for them all year. What? Why is the Caps power play all of a sudden 
so bad. And, and George, and, and, I'll tell you why. And, and I'll tell also, you why, George. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're scared. Mm -hmm. This is a team that is playing scared. Ovechkin is two strides closer to the wall. Far to it has to be a farther pass to get to his one timer. Backstrom's getting double teamed by two guys that are faster than him. The defensemen haven't been playing very well, so they're not going to shoot except for Carlson. But he can't be on the first and second power play, and. We're not getting a guy that's that's really making a slot presence. Oshie's playing too far off, or Williams isn't there, or Chimera's getting stuck on the boards. The power play is sputtering because they're not communicating very well, and they're playing afraid. You know what sucks about this whole thing? We From day one, back in where, August or September, what were we told? And it was ingrained in our mind, the media, everybody hammered in our, this is our best shot, best shot. I've heard that a million times. We saw how great it was. We soared up through the rankings. So mentally, we were expecting something going into the playoffs that in reality was probably not as much as we thought could happen. I think that's what's really happening here. So everybody's like completely depressed because we already won the Stanley Cup in our brains, in my opinion, in the Washington, D.C. area. So now that reality is setting in that we're facing. And, and here, I'm going back to the, the podcast where I first joined you guys. I'm back to Pennsylvania again. The, the Flyers and Pittsburgh. Of all the teams, I live in Frederick, Maryland. I call that South Pittsburgh because you go in a store up there, all I see is Penguins crap up there. There's no cap stuff up there. And now I got a face of all teams in the whole NHL. I now got to face Penguins fans for the next year if they end up winning the series. That, I think, hurts more than anything. In my Craig, opinion. We've, been, we've been doing this for our entire Capitals' lives. If it's not losing to the Penguins in some unsavory fashion, it's choking it away to the Rangers. Or, I you know what? You know what? We even mentioned last week, we didn't 100% deserve that Flyers series. The first three games, yeah, we really outplayed them. But imagine if we'd even be having this round two podcast if Michael Neuverth had played games one through three. Yep. You know, the Capitals need to learn to earn every inch of ice that they get. Yep. They have the t-shirts and the hats entitled to nothing was their motto going into the playoffs. And you know what? They are entitled to nothing and they're earning nothing. Good point, Scott. You know what? It's not just the Caps either. It's every single Washington sports team. And I am an avid <laughs> follower of every team and it's the worst all year round. Red I was skins. I wasn't gonna mention that, Gabe, because I'm sitting here thinking I was just I'm down here teaching a class. I'm in a police station in Miami. I was like, Yeah, I got Panthers fans all around me. I'm like well, I guess I'll be now learning my Nationals lineup here next week. Well, I hate to say that, but and I'll move on to that. Then I'll go on. I'm, I don't do the 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 Wizards. I'm not. A, I, I'm <laughs> Redskins, Nationals, Caps. It's like a cycle I gotta go through every year, which is why I got gray hair. Honestly, at least, I think at least guys, you have another sport you follow. I am Capitals, 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 and Capitals, and. I basically go into hibernation now until the draft. Well, I don't have curling this year. We have Summer Olympics. So if we had curling, I'd be on that. I'm into that sort of thing. I'm weird. Well, there's, there's all these Chinese things. I'll go to Ice Gardens. I'll go watch it up there. Look, the biggest choke I've seen in my life, I think, was Game 5 Nationals against the Cardinals uh, in 2012. 
We choked away a six to nothing lead. Drew Storin, hi. Gio Gonzalez, you're the worst. I don't. I, never mind. Oh, this I, is Washington, this. and we're mocked. No, we're, no, we're, Gabe, this is... Gabe. Jeff Schultz is the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> At least you guys are starting to laugh. I mean, come on. I know this sucks. This sucks, and it's not over yet. No, it's not over. It's not, not over, over yet, but I slammed my head in my car door twelve times last night, so I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> Why do I do this every year? God dang but you, but what? But what are we going to do August, September next year? Well, of course, we have the world hockey, but, but after that, we're going to be right back in there. We're going to be putting on our jerseys. We're going to be going back down there doing this all over again. And yeah, gonna, we're going we're gonna to build up expectation, too, <laughs> and expectation is not my best friend. But it's the cycle of Washington. This is what we do. RG3 and all that crap. We, we love you know to, to dream. That's all we do. I feel bad for Braden Holtby. Let's talk about that guy for a second. I feel bad for Holtby because he, aside from one goal I thought was soft in this round, he has played his butt off. Yep. He cares. He prepares. He's focused. And imagine what he's feeling when that puck gets behind him last night off a an awful defensive play what is he thinking well they showed him briefly scott i think i think he's been fine but we're not seeing those spectacular saves that he would he was making in the regular season we are but i think some of those goals maybe i'm just spoiled and have just seen too much good holpy this year but some of those goals seem like something that he maybe could have deflected with his glove or something but I don't know it's just my take all right as a goalie uh I I I gotta put that on the defense in front of him I mean it's been bad he's he's making 99.9 percent of the saves a goalie should make and probably 90 percent of the saves that you can't really expect every goalie to make every time and that's more than the effort the caps need to beat Anybody, if they could just play the way they've been playing October through Snowmageddon. And Craig is completely right. The Penguins are the fast team, the team that's been playing the best hockey. The Capitals look like a team that limped into the playoffs right now. It, it Absolutely. sucks. Sucks. Yep. It does suck. Welcome to Washington. Well... <laughs> they're not. They are not eliminated until they're eliminated. So absolutely. They, so they're still in this thing. Their backs are against the wall. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise, and maybe they'll just go out there for game five and don't and don't care. Play like they have nothing to lose, because that honestly they have nothing. You know, they have nothing to lose at this point. So we'll see how we'll, we'll see if they show some character. They can pull out game five. Who knows at that point? It's still a series. Our backs were against the wall last night. And our backs were against the wall last night, and I thought last night was a must win. Absolutely. I I thought that same thing. But along George's lines, I'm a Washingtonian. I'm a dreamer in every sport. How many times did they come back in the third period when their backs were up against the wall? It's it's normal for them. So I'm I'm, capable of that's my dreamer thinking. All right, three in a row. Even though the odds are not there, but 
Well, they're capable of it, and as my dad used to say all the time, he still does, he says, you know, the fat lady hasn't sung yet, but she's certainly warming up her voice. Well, on that note, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. This podcast was brought to you by the fine people at NovaCaps. You can find us online at NovaCaps.com or on one of our social media outlets, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We thank you all so much for listening. Go Caps!